Wake up, wake up, 502. It is going down. Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM. Rashawn Myers in the building. It's Wake Up 502. Got Haven Harrington in the building. Haven Harrington, how you doing this morning, brother? What's going on? You know they're going round and round right now. The, the, the spin is spinning out of control. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is literally going round and around, and we're going to talk about all of that this morning. <laughs> I was, you know, I always try to think of what's the perfect song to, to kind of set the table <laughs> for the show today. And, you know, it's been a whole lot of, whole lot of spin going on the last two and a half days. <laughs> like, a lot. So I figured, you know, a little, little, little Tevin Campbell. I didn't know that that song was produced by Prince, but I could tell, like, once I listened to it, I'm it like. It sounds like a Prince song, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> and Prince is actually in the background of the video, like, like jamming the whole time. So, yeah, it's definitely a, a, a Prince original. Uh, but, yeah, a little, little round and round. You know, we're going to be getting to a whole lot of things today, of course. Uh, Louisville Miss Basketball is uh, the gift that keeps on giving. The Cardinals did get a win. On Wednesday night, uh, they Boom. get their first ACC win of the year against Georgia Tech. Um, so, so they definitely had the opportunity to celebrate that, and uh, the and he uh, did celebrate. The, oh, hey, there's been a whole lot that's happened uh, since that game ended on Wednesday night, brother. Like a whole lot, which is <laughs> kind of the uh, one of the interesting things that we're going to talk about today. Of course, uh, uh, Jeff Brom fi- uh, finally finalized his coaching staff. We now know um, who and where everybody's going to be. He also finalized his recruiting class, um, or at least 
his high school recruiting class for the most part. We know who those guys are going to be. Uh, got a couple of commitments, so that was huge. So we're going to talk about that. Um, of course, uh, you know, we have we know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. We still have a, a week and one day to go until the game is actually played, but we know who's going to be in there. And I want to ask Haven Harrington's thoughts on the AFC and NFC Championship games, what he saw from that. Of course, uh, maybe a little bit of a preview. I don't think we're going to get into a heavy Super Bowl preview. Of course, we have that you know, touch football game, uh, the Pro Bowl going on this weekend. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll get kind of start to forecast to the future of that. And then, of course, we have some NBA stuff going on, trade deadline coming up. Donovan Mitchell gets into it with Dylan Brooks. I, I want to ask uh, about that and, and get some thoughts on that. Of course, uh, trade deadline coming up. Kyrie Irving just out of the blue just decides he wants another trade. So we have so many things to get into. Of course, if you want to get involved, 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line is the best way uh, to get involved with us. Uh, shoot me a text in on anything that you hear or even any things that you don't hear. If you want to talk about something, uh, check in on the Thornton's text line. Of course, we appreciate Thornton's for all that they do and the 800 35,000 area Thornton's locations we have here in the beautiful city of Louisville in southern Indiana um, as well. You can give us a call on the Wake Up 502 buzz line 502-384-1450 as well. If you want to give your thoughts live on the air, um, I would love to hear those as well. Um, but, of course, uh, you know, with, with, with this being uh, the, the – <laughs> what usually is the best time of the year is the calendar turns to February. Usually at this time, Haven, for pretty much most of my existence, as the calendar turns to February, it's all about the Louisville going into the last stretch of conference play. Usually they have a really good conference record right now, and you're trying to forecast and see what are the biggest bumps in the road or the biggest opportunities to add to your resume for tournament seating. You know, like that's what we're doing right here. We're like, okay, when do we play North Carolina? Okay, when you know, where's Duke? Where's Virginia? You know, and trying to forecast that. <laughs> well, I don't think we have to worry about that, you know, in any of those types of conversations this year. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's definitely um, for the second year in a row, not even a conversation. You know, I know they keep talking about Louisville's been terrible for five years, but over the last five years, I mean, we've still been able to project would they or wouldn't they make the tournament every year except for this one and last year uh, or, the, you know, the last two. I mean, because even when Louisville didn't make the tournament two years ago, uh, you know, during the COVID shortened season, they were still right there. They were literally the first team left out of the tournament, even though they should have been in the tournament by far. The numbers said so, but for whatever reason, Mitch Barnhart, who was the head of the selection committee for whatever reason, decided that Louisville wasn't good enough to get in. I digress. Um, but, you know, even with everything that University of Louisville's been through, they've still been at least a bubble team. Uh, and unfortunately, the last two years, that has not been the case. Um, fast forward to uh, this current year. Of course, we all know Louisville heading into the game on Wednesday night, 2-19. and 19. Um, We talked about it last week on the show that if Louisville was going to win a game, it was going to be Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech was a team that only had, you know, where Louisville was uh, 0-10 in the conference, Georgia Tech was 1-10, so not much better. They had just come off losing to Duke by 43 points, um, just absolutely destroyed. So Louisville had every opportunity, and uh, to their credit, they got it done. 
They pull um, fought their way to the end. Yeah, yeah. In a game that truthfully they shouldn't have won. If you if you look at the numbers, um, you know, that they have stats and analysis for everything. Um, and really and truthfully, they got a little lucky. And to uh, Kenny Payne's credit, one thing that I definitely always give uh, KP credit for is that um, he'll be brutally honest with certain things. And he he said we made breaks. You know, he said we we got we caught some breaks. And Georgia Tech had some tough breaks, and that ended up paying off for us in the end. And that's literally the truth. It, it, it's it's funny. Uh, Louisville did end up winning the game 68-58, um, but uh, I believe they said based on the shots that were taken by who took the shots, uh, Georgia Tech had a 78% chance uh, of – or excuse me, 84% chance of winning the game. Uh, whereas Louisville had about a 16 to 18% chance winning, shooting all the shots they shot during the game. But, you know, this was the game where Louisville, those shots went down for them. They did not go down for Georgia Tech. Cardinals come out with the big win, um, and, you know, Louisville gets to celebrate. You know what? And I'm happy. Um, I'm glad for those guys. I know they don't want to continue to lose. This is one of those things where, you know, I've continued to say, I, you know, when it comes to the players, I, I, for seasons like this, and I said it last year with Chris Mack, I don't blame players for see years like this. Like, to me, that's a lot more on the coaches not getting the players prepared. Um, you know, when, when, uh, I listened to last year all the the arguments about these players are terrible and God I can't believe we're having this horrible season. I said the same thing with Satterfield. I the, when I look at the talent on the teams, um, I feel like there's more talent than what's being gotten out of them. Um, I said it with the Chris Mack uh, team last year. I'm saying it with this team this year. I said it about the Satterfield teams um, that struggled the last couple of years. Uh, you know, under Satterfield before they finally got it back together this year. Um, I see talent out there. So anytime they get an opportunity to celebrate, that's awesome. But that's not the question at hand. The question at hand is not the kids on the court because while they aren't the greatest players in the history of mankind, they're better than what we've seen. So the fact that they were able to get out there, get a win, celebrate for a night, um, it's not their fault. They didn't choose to have this type of success. I'm not going to throw them under the bus. I know a lot of people have been wanting to throw these kids under the bus all year long and talk about they're terrible and they're not Louisville level, blah, 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 um, because they want to reason it in their heads why Louisville's having such a horrible season. That's fine. But, Haven, the thing that I found interesting um, was what happened after the game. Okay, uh, we can, you know, celebrate the fact that Jalen Withers had an excellent game, 19 points, 13 rebounds. Um, he balled out. Um, you know, L- Ellis was okay. J.J. Trainer was okay. Um, Kamari Lance was, was pretty good. He had, That was the best he had played in a while. Um, and, and it was awesome. I mean, you know, Louisville got it done. Um, like I said, unfortunately for Georgia Tech, they just didn't shoot very well. But, hey. You know, Louisville was at home. That crowd, even though the crowd was small, that is the one thing I'll give credit for, man. The fans have been outstanding. Um, you know, the, the way they've shown up, as loud as they are, as much as they cheer, um, that was awesome. Um, you know, we had uh, Emmanuel Corfor in his second game come out again and, and make some plays. Um, two points, four boards, had a, a, a nice dunk after <laughs> being a little – Shell shocked to see him that he was so open, but he got it done. He got the dunk. So, you know, th- there's definitely some things we can break down in the game. I, I think it was more I- – I, you know, I don't necessarily think there was a lot of things figured out um, as far as the team is concerned. Um, I-, I guess we'll find out 
how much of that's true when Louisville plays this afternoon, 2 o'clock on ESPN2 uh, versus Florida State. That'll be right here at the KFC Yum Center. Um, still plenty of good tickets available if you want to get out there. So, you know, <laughs> go go ahead. You can probably get your front row seat. That's mean. I know. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, but if you want to go out there and see the uh, the fighting Leonard Hamiltons uh, and the Seminoles of FSU, uh, definitely get down there. Um, uh, that that game's going to be going down at the Yum Center. But the thing that I found interesting, Haven, is uh, a lot of things that came out after the game, and a lot of the conversations that I've heard this week um, are that Louisville is in a place where you know. Things are tough right now, but it's just going to take time. It's going to take time. It's going to take, you know, we're going to have to build some things. This is a slow build. We're trying to build foundation and culture, and things can't get turned around overnight. Like, I've heard this sentiment a lot. Rick Bozich wrote an article saying, you know, with as bad as this season has, if Kenny Payne can come in there and get a 500 record, you know, that's big time progress, you know, so that's where you, you know, that should be a success if Louisville can get close to or get to 500 next year. Uh, you know, we saw uh, Tim Sullivan come out with an article to say, you know, this is probably a two or three year rebuild, you know, with, with where things are. You know, if Louisville can come in and, and get close to 500 next year, that's a win. That's a victory. You know, that's something to be celebrated. And, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, what Kenny Payne's going to do? Kenny Payne's going to get in the portal, and he's going to bring in the best of the transfer portal. He's going to get out there, and he's going to flip some guys. I've heard he's going to flip some guys. He's going to flip some guys from other schools. Kid, there are kids that aren't happy at where they're at, and Kenny Payne's going to get into those living rooms, and he's going to make it happen. He's going to bring in his talent. And, Haven, you know, as I listened to that over the last couple of days, you know what I realized? What's that? We're literally getting the exact same sales pitch we got before Kenny Payne took the job last year. <laughs> in fact, Scott Clark, who is now in the transfer portal, is now being again sold as a guy that Kenny Payne is going to bring in. Like literally, I feel like it's deja vu all over again because literally everything that was the sales job to make Kenny Payne the coach last year has been literally again the sales job that we've gotten over the last two days. So now they're selling Kenny Payne to get Louisville out of the mess that Kenny Payne created. How crazy is that? That's yeah. like some serious, like, Inception stuff right there. <laughs> like, it, it it's I, – I don't even know what to – like – I can understand, you know, you have Chris, this Chris Mack year where Chris Mack ends up, you know, he has all the offseason stuff. He ends up stepping away from the team with a month left in the season. And uh, Mike Pegues is trying to hold it together. The team is in shambles. So, you know, we heard the whole sales job of why Kenny Payne is the man for the job and he's going to be able to hit the ground running with recruiting and all that stuff. But, dude, it's crazy that literally, Haven, we're getting the same sales job. But now it's not Chris Mack who's the dude who messed stuff up. It's five years of clouds and, and depression of a long-term horribleness, and we're completely ignoring anything that had to do with the people that actually put the team together. Isn't that crazy? You know, you got to spin it some kind of way. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you have to. Like, you have to spin in such a way that you can keep the fan base engaged that you can keep season ticket sales going for next year. 
and like give people some type of hope to kind of to grab onto saying, you know what, this is going to get better. You know, it's going to take, you know, two to three years to flip the roster, to get the guys in here that Kenny's going to need to get in here, to run his system, to make things work. You know, we just have to be patient. <laughs> you know, we're, we won two games this year. Next year, we believe we can get to 500. And then after that, you know, we'll make the tournament. And that's what, that's, you know, that's, that's the line. That's the, the new narrative, right? And it's offseason. Uh, and actually, it never changed a little bit because it was, we need to, a couple of weeks ago, it was like we're going to flip the roster completely this offseason in the transfer portal. Now it's like, you know, we're going to bring a lot of guys back. If you really look at it, you know, if you look at the two guys we have coming in this year, or the, you know, plus the, I guess, a core four and uh, the guard coming, that's actually four guys coming in this year. Uh, you know, come to guys last year and maybe next year. Yeah, you know, a couple the, transfers. Yeah, the, the roster would be kind of com- kind of flipped already. So now it's just, you know, coaching these guys up and and making it happen. And that's and that's where we are. What? But I, I digress. I mean, like we said last week, the week before. Why does people? Why are they trying to peddle this? It's going to take multiple years. Why? Why? <laughs> why? I mean, why? I mean, wasn't that the same thing they said last year when the Chris Mack, okay, Chris Mack, you know, buried it, so we know that this team's not going to be great next year. But Louisville can get back to 500 in the first year under Kenny Payne, and then the next year we're in the tournament. So literally they're just selling you the exact same plan and just telling us to ignore the fact that Kenny Payne was the coach for the team that had an even worse season than Chris Mack had last year. And they're trying to sell you the exact same game plan, like literally to the letter. The same game plan. Get to 500 next year, and then the tournament the year after that. Just ignore everything that you saw this year. No, but it's, it's not only ignore everything you saw this year. It's also ignore literally everything that you've seen other programs do. Oh, yeah. Like, completely ignore what happened to LSU. Just that. Didn't, didn't happen. That never happened. It never happened it, that, that they lost all their players except for one, hired a new coach, and is now way above five hundred. You know, ignore just, Missouri. Yeah, you like you know, ignore Missouri. Ignore Maryland. Ignore the fact that Kenny Payne is the only new coach that's under five hundred. Yeah, don't pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that never happened. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what you guys are talking about. I mean, it's it's going to take it's going to take multiple years because we're trying to do it right. Those guys did a rush job. Yes, all those teams are probably going to make the tournament this year, but they, but they didn't build the, right the culture the right way, Haven. Right. They have soulless heathens at those programs. We the don't winning, want soulless heathens. They're winning, but that, that, that doesn't matter. No. <laughs> but no, it, it's it, it it was it's just it's just so funny to listen over the last couple of days because you know and people I've heard people say you know what you haven't really said anything since Louisville won the game on Wednesday. And for anybody who's asking why, you know, Rashawn, why haven't you been uh, tweeting? Why haven't you been, you know, you have so much to say after losses, which is actually not true. I've really not spoken much of anything since mid-December. I've had a few tweets when I've had some thoughts, but not a lot. Um, But, you know, they're they're like, why didn't you have anything to say after Louisville wins? You uh, you have something to say after losses. But you know what? You know why I didn't have, you know why I didn't say anything? 
and I have been very, very quiet, um, uh, you know, social media since that game. And the reason why is because I wanted to see what the reaction of both the fans and of the media was going to be to this win because I thought it was going to be very interesting because we all knew that this Georgia Tech game was definitely the biggest opportunity for a Louisville win, but there's a very high probability that this is going to be the last win. And when you have that very high probability that this is going to be the last win that Louisville uh, gets this season – I, feel, I wanted to see if, if we were going to see this narrative push and this spin cycle go crazy to try to get as much um, push towards the build and trying to highlight the fact that, look, he won a game. That's progress. So literally, instead of seeing a team that came out playing with high energy and motivation and, you know, having that unforgettables type UK season that Rick Pitino had coming off of, you know, their big death penalty situation uh, under Eddie Sutton, where you had a team that maybe they fought to barely get to 500 or just under 500, but we remember those kids because they just tore their hearts out and left it on the court every night and you have something to rally behind let's now not even ignore the fact that you have a team that's played uninspired played um lazy uh played uh very unorganized basketball for a full season and we're just going to celebrate the fact that they got one win in their conference and we're just going to talk about a single win in their conference versus literally the worst other team in the conference. And now we're going to hold up this single win and talk about what great things are going to happen. And the one thing I heard, what did we say, Haven, before the year? We said that if Kenny Payne is going to roll into the to the season with this roster, what was he going to have to do? What were we going to have to see in his first year? Well, I know I said inside out. Well, we were going to see, yeah, coaching. We were going to have to see coaching. We were going to have to see a team that played with their hair on fire, and we're going to have to see how good Kenny Payne is as a coach. We're going to see if we can coach them up. You know, because I've always said you can see if there's a team that's just kind of, you know, low on talent, like, you know, a Bellerman. Bellerman doesn't have the greatest talent in the world, but you can tell that they're well coached. You can tell that, hey, they may not have a good record, but they're going to make you fight every night. They're, they're, they're not going to you know, do anything to beat themselves, and they may not have the horses to get it done, but you're going to know you was in a street fight. And that was going to be the way we measured them. But now we have a Louisville team where literally they're telling us, let's not measure them by the fact that Kenny Payne was supposed to get players in here. Let's not measure them by the fact that, well, we haven't seen a team that's been well coached at all. We're just going to ignore that. So literally now we just have to go back to what the faith. That's what it is. Faith, hope. Yeah. I mean, but, but like, what else can you sell? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we completely whiffed on a twenty twenty three class. Completely whiffed. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And the twenty twenty four class isn't looking any better. Oh no, that that's that's a big sales job now. You know why? Because these kids aren't going to commit for another year. So 
You know, the same. Remember how they kept selling DJ Wagner and all that stuff before Kenny got the job because DJ Wagner and those guys weren't going to make decisions. That DJ Wagner, Aaron Bradshaw, and the rest of those kids weren't going to make decisions. Derek Whitehead, who they said was going to flip from Duke to North Carolina. I mean, excuse me, from uh, North Carolina. Excuse me, from Duke to Louisville. Uh, you know, all those kids weren't going to make decisions until. Uh, November. So now that's the new sale. Like now, all you've had, like I said, is it's the same sales job they did before Kenny got a job. All the 2024 kids are now the sales job for this coming November. That you know, Carter Bryant and uh, Carter Knox and uh, you know Trenton Flowers. Uh, all these guys are going to commit to Louisville. It's literally just all you did was paste. The players from this past year, and now you're pasting the new players. They literally haven't even come up with a new spin. It's literally the exact same sales job that we had before Kenny Payne ever got the job. Just replace the names with new names. So yeah, that's that's the that's the thing. It's 2024. Trust me, it's go, they're going to be there. But guess what? We don't have this year. We don't even have a Caleb Glenn that was already recruited and committed by the other coach, who's still the best two players, the best player in Kenny Payne's first. Class was a Chris Mack guy. The best player in Kenny Payne's second class is a Chris Mack guy. Now 2024 is all on Kenny. It's all on Kenny. And guess what he has so far, Haven? Uh, we had some, had some guys come in to, today to watch the game. He had a three-star nobody that's outside the top 150, but guess what, Havy, uh, 6'4". I mean, but he does have some recruits coming in. Oh, yeah, today. and we got our mystery uh, NBA Africa recruit. We already got one kid in here, which is nice that he gave me two two points and four rebounds and a lot of energy. But he's definitely raw and definitely is going to need some time. But we have this other kid that now we we're being told that he's a clone of Bam Adebayo. We got Bam Adebayo's little cousin coming in. Heard he was just the greatest athlete ever. <laughs> I just uh, look, and all I'm saying is this: I am not advocating for Kenny Payne to get fired. I am not advocating for Kenny Payne not to have another year because I think at this point we've all understood by the way the um sales pitch is being put out there. I feel like that die is cast that Kenny's going to get a second year. And that's fine. That's up to Josh Hurd and the uh, University of Louisville administration. That's their job to understand what the best way forward is for the university. But my whole thing is, Haven, I'm tired of the excuses. I mean, Mike Rutherford posted the Louisville-Georgia uh, Tech game from the ACC tournament last year which was a first-round game, 11-seed versus 14-seed matchup. Louisville won that game in the AC, in the first round of the ACC tournament. Those kids played with energy, effort, hustle. This was the team, Haven, that only won 13 games last year. They came out, played with hustle, energy. They won that game. They were excited. They were passionate. Guess who they played in that second game, Haven? Who's that? A Virginia team that made the NCAA tournament. And guess what, Haven? You know how much they beat they they lost to Virginia by in that second round game? I think it was pretty close. One point. It's a one point game. Those kids left everything out there. They literally ripped their hearts out and left it on the court. 
and gave this university everything and made the fans proud that they were able to go out there and at least represent what Louisville meant. We have not seen that one game this year from this new coaching staff that's supposed to bring new energy, new hope, new hustle. But we're supposed to ignore all that and just make excuses because of all these things that happened before he got there. So then why at the end of last year, Haven, did I see that kind of heart and hustle for two games in the ACC tournament? Uh, I mean. If it, if it was so bad that everybody was in despair, depressed, everybody wanted to leave. They didn't want to be at Louisville no more. They hated the name Louisville. The name Louisville made them cry. They were so broken. They were so battered. They were so beaten that they had nothing left. Haven, tell me why they ripped their hearts out for that Louisville name on the front of their jersey at the end of last year. They're trying to, you know what, they're trying to show what they can do. So they can hopefully transfer to someplace else. <laughs> yes, exactly. So Noah Locke was able to get out. Dre right. Davis was able to get out. Sam Williamson was able to run to SMU. That's why they played hard. That was it. And that's, that's probably what they will tell you. I'm fine with Kenny Payne getting another year, but don't piss on my head and tell me it's raining. Don't lie. Don't make up stories. Louisville fans, for the most part, outside of the ones that are just so far deep in the KP bandwagon that they just don't want to, you know, see so, things like, just don't lie to me. So, so let me ask you this question. Like, would you rather Louisville come out and be like, you know what? We can't fire Kenny Payne this year because it just looks bad to fire a coach after one year. So he, we're going to give him at least a second year to get it right. And we'll just have to see what happens. I would rather – no, you don't have to say we can't fire him because I think that's a little bit much. But I think that the same thing that Josh Hurd said when he came out um, and decided he was going to bring uh, Scott Satterfield. Satterfield back for another year, the same thing he said there. This year we identified that this wasn't good enough and we identified that there's some things that need to happen and I'm going to give him every – um, resource that we have to make sure this doesn't happen next year. I think that's good. But identifying the fact that this isn't good enough and that there is fault to be had by the people that are actually coaching the guy who had – this wasn't a David Padgett situation where Rick Pitino was let go three weeks before the season started, Haven. Like, the fact that everybody tries to act like Kenny Payne was, like, gagged, thrown in a basement, and just this roster was forced upon him, and he had no choices before the season. Like, that's my whole thing. Just to sit back and say that this was, you know, Kenny didn't have any fault with the roster. He couldn't get anybody. Nobody wanted to be here. That's bull crap. That's false. Yes, maybe he couldn't go out and get Malachi Smith. Maybe he couldn't get Tyrese Hunter. Maybe he couldn't get the best guys in the portal. But the problem is, that's the only dudes he recruited. There's a ton of other guys that wanted to come here. There's plenty of players that wanted to come. Good players playing at other schools. But he didn't give him the opportunity. That's on him. Quit changing history. That's not true. All I'm saying is don't lie to people. Because when you're out there putting those narratives out there, now you got people that don't know any better re- repeating that mess. So then when they come talk to me about it, I got to put them, you know, put them straight. I got to explain to them that's not true. And guess what? Kenny did the same thing in 2023. He wanted to limit his talent pool so small because he only wanted to recruit this certain really small batch of players that guess what? Everybody wants. 
So when you miss on those guys, you don't have any rope left. You turn around, the whole top 100's gone. So now we're hoping that guess what he's going to do? Let me, hey, let me tell you what he's going to do. We're going to have this really small pool of about 10 to 15 transfers at the very top of the transfer market, and Kenny Payne's going to try to focus on those guys. And guess what, Haven? Everybody wants those guys. Duke does, North Carolina does, Kentucky does, Kansas does, Arizona does, you know, Memphis does. So we're supposed to just believe that he's going to now get four or five of those guys that everybody wants. Everybody has NIL, and everybody's pushing to make this happen. I mean, Nate Oates from uh, Alabama just got a humongous contract, so we know Alabama's going to put all kinds of money into their recruiting. Everybody wants these players. But now we're supposed to, again, believe that Kenny can narrow his focus to these few little guys, and now he's going to get four or five of them. And what's he selling? Playing time. (laughs) Tons of playing time. Uh, Yeah. And if you're a competent guard, he'll let you run rampant and score as many points as you can possibly score. Boom. And I still haven't seen any guards yet. I take that back. Take that back. We do, we do have the one transfer guard from uh, the junior college in, uh, in California where, uh, as, as, a, as a caller to another talk radio show, Michael Mixon Names put it, <laughs> this dude is playing for the lowest level of the California JC uh, junior college uh, leagues. Yeah, but he's averaging 25 points. And he, and he never and he don't play any other I, junior I, colleges. I, I just got a text message into the the, <laughs> the text line, 502 He says, bro, trying to listen on a station that's hard to pick up, so stop yelling like coffee. That doesn't uh, bring in listeners. Sorry, my bad. I know these 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 mics be a little hot. I apologize. Y'all got, y'all got to understand, man, sometimes I get a little passionate you know, it kind of takes over because y'all got to understand, like, I love Louisville basketball. So. Oh, God, yes, you did. <laughs> like, it means something. I still get mad. Like, I know I'm in media and I've been in media for 20 years now covering this university. But I still get passionate like a fan. So I, I do I do apologize. Please continue with your point. I'm sorry, Haven. Well, no, I was just saying, you know, it's just, you know, we have one guard coming again, even though we desperately need guards. Like, we need, like, multiple guards. We have one transfer guard coming in from, uh, I know everybody keeps hyping the fact that he's averaging 25 points a game, but he's averaging 25 points a game in the lowest level of the California junior college system. And California junior college basketball is not a very good brand of junior college basketball. They they don't, you know, compete in any of the national tournaments or anything of that nature to, to crown a national champion. Right. And he plays at the lowest level of the lowest level of the lowest level. Basically a glorified church league. Well, they, they, yeah, they said it's like mid-level high school basketball level talent yeah. for the most part. In that so league. you're looking at another guy that is going to be a project. Uh, a core for is, for all intents and purposes, a project. Yeah, I mean, he brings but, good energy, but yeah. But, but the issue you have is, is that when you look at this team, has has it been proven that they can coach them up? Like, where's the proof that, that you can coach these guys up? We don't have any. Like, Mike James has gotten a lot better, but has he gotten a lot better because he's coached up or just because he's getting more playing time and he's gotten accustomed to the college ball? Because he was a super highly rated recruit coming out of high school, if I'm not mistaken. So Yeah, I mean, he, he was definitely a guy who was seen to have a lot of potential. He was... <clears throat> 
Another Chris was, Mack guy. Yeah, Chris Mack guy. But, you know, he, he was a guy who had some some talent, um, who was considered to have some talent, and he's been good. He's been, yeah. he's and you been look very at, good. But you look at guys <laughs> like the raw guys that, you know, Kenny's brought in, which is, I, I think, really at this point, only Fabio Basile. Um, and you have to ask yourself. And Hersey like, Miller. <laughs> you have to ask yourself, is Hersey Miller, Fabio Basile, and Zampain, are these guys appreciably better towards the end of the season that they were at the beginning of the season. And no. I mean, Kenny Payne's supposed to be the big man whisperer, right? That that was his thing in Kentucky. Everybody thought he was, a, he was a big man whisperer. So you would think that, you know, Rose Wheeler and Curry and all those guys would be personally better. They're worse. They're a lot worse than we were last year. Hey. I mean, this has been a complete, okay, let's be honest. This has been a complete other disaster. Just a complete and utter disaster. It's been tough, man. It's, it's been tough. But I tell you what, we're going to go ahead. We're going to hit this first break. It was a little late. We went a little long on that first segment. We'll talk about some, we'll, we'll, let's talk some football. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk about a little, little Jeff Brown. We're going to talk a little NFL. We're we'll talk about how Jeff Brown actually flips players. Hey, and if, if y'all have any thoughts on anything that's going on, of course, give us a text in 502-414-1450, Thorns text line. Give me a call, 502-384-1450 on the Wake Up 502 buzz line. I'd love to hear from you. <clears throat> My bad. Yeah, I'm, getting, I'm getting excited this morning, y'all. But, hey, We'll be back on 96.1 FM. Big X. Welcome back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers is going down here at 96.1 FM, 1450 AM on a beautiful Saturday morning here in the Ville. Uh, I, I I took my blood pressure medicine while we was out, so I'm I'm a little bit better. Uh, I'm a little bit better now, y'all. I apologize for that. <laughs> I got a little excited. Sometimes I get a little excited. Haven got to calm me down. Haven is definitely the more, you know, mellow. He kind of keeps me together sometimes, so... Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm good now, y'all. But we're gonna go right to the wake up 502 buzz line 502 384 1450. Uh, we got David on the line. David, how you doing this morning, brother? Yeah, thanks for taking my call, Rashawn. Is uh, as I tell you, I noticed from Wednesday night's game, and it really made me nervous when we were, you know, uh, winning in the, in, especially in the second half, about Georgia Tech's missing free throws, at least a couple of them that they missed. Yes. And we're not getting the rebound off the missed free throws. Yes, you know that could have you know that could have cost us that uh, Wednesday night. I'm glad it didn't. Absolutely, it was one of those mm. games, David. Where I tell you, they had so many wide open jump shots, so many wide open step into three point shots. And that's the one thing I said about watching the game. Louisville definitely, and Kenny said it after the 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 um, game is that Louisville got lucky because Georgia Tech had I could count yeah. at least. 12 to 14 wide open step into jump shots, three point shots, as well as free throws that they literally just missed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm hmm. 
I mean, so, you know. You're getting I mean, those rebounds off of missed free throws. Yeah, that's, you that's the thing. you got to get the rebounds. That's a killer. Yeah. Now, now, now what, yeah. Do you, what do you think about the new kid? What do you think about Emmanuel Okorafor now that he's had a couple games? I like Cole for what he what he's doing right now. I have to wonder if if he's coming in and 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 I know Hunt, Hunley Hatfield. I haven't heard his name. Yeah, Hunley Hatfield better be you know he better be uh, you know he, he better be you know you know if, if get his, make sure his attitude's right. You know if he if he's going to be able to come back. I don't know what's been going on with that, but uh, yeah, I, I know Hatfield's been out. David, right, David. I'm gonna tell you what I I'm starting to get some serious uh, shade and sharp vibes from Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Like, I, I I don't know anything about it, and I haven't gotten any inside information, but, you know, I'm getting that whole uh, – the vibe I'm getting is, you know, I'm a former five-star kid. I had all this hype coming out of high school. I think I'm going to just, you know, sit over here on the end of the bench and just kind of start trying to get ready for my NBA future and hope I can get drafted. I, I, I hope I'm wrong, but I honestly, David, I think that's what the, that's the vibes I'm starting to get from this whole thing. Oh, you're talking about which which one the the, the end of the bench, my Hunt, uh, Hatfield? Hunt, you think? Hatfield, yes, sir. I, I, yeah, he's thinking I NBA that. right yes. now. Yes. Is that what he's thinking? In my personal yeah, opinion, that, and, that's what I'm the way yeah. I'm feeling because we've not really heard any updates. It's been very kind of subjective. The comments about yeah. it, you know, like mm-hmm. it just to me that's the vibe I'm starting to get. Is maybe Brandon is thinking, yeah, I'm just going to kind of try to distance myself from this whole situation, and mm. maybe I'm going to get ready for the pros. You know. Uh. <laughs> well, like I said, good luck. I mean, good luck. I mean, I, I don't know who would, who would take him right now because you know, like I said, he's he's got to sh- you know he's got to show something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he'd have to show something. The pros are going to take him. Well, I remember the kid that that went to UK a couple of years ago, Khalil Whitney was a kid that came uh-huh. in. He was a top-ten kid, had a lot of hype. Things didn't really go well for Khalil early. He was coming off the bench. He wasn't playing a bunch. And then we kind of saw Khalil Whitney kind of just disappear the second half yep. of the season, and he ended up trying to, you know, put his name in the draft. I, I just, I'm not saying that that's what's happening with Brandon Huntley Hatfield, but it definitely is giving me some of those vibes right now. Yeah. Yeah, because – I mean, when I think of what a core for son, I'm disappointed in Hatfield, but I'd like to see Hatfield, you know, stay and turn around if he if if, if that's what he's thinking about doing, you know. Absolutely. But I'm disappointed because a core for showing me. I mean, that's say go ahead and bring him in today and you know play him as long as you can and just see what happens. You know, if he gets his five fouls, you know, you know, in the game, let him learn it now. Yes. You know, I'd rather that uh, you know that uh, a core for learn it now. You know, and and and, and go through it now. You know, rather than you know, sometime if, if if they are looking for the tournament next year, you know, and I know maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit too much, but I'd rather say go ahead and let all the mistakes go right now, because at least the one thing about the other night, I mean, I know that uh, was it, uh, Kamar Lands made the mistake, you know, or whatever he did, you know, or something that the shot he missed or foul or something, but making that three point shot, right? You know, that that saved the game. I mean, it's like yeah. That, that's good, Kamara Lad. Now you're going to show me that that you'll you know, that that you're you know you're trying. You know you're going to you know you're going you're going to make it work. You know, absolutely. I mean, no, I mean, and that's, yeah. uh, that's the whole thing with these young guys. You know, is like get them out there, Corfor and Lands and and even Fabio. Like uh, once again, yep. we didn't see any of Fabio. 
um, on Wednesday. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I know Louisville did get the win, but, you know, it just seems like Fabio played well, even though Louisville lost to Notre Dame. Fabio seemed to come in yeah. and play mm-hmm. well at the end of that game, and now we don't see Fabio again. I mean, I think that's kind of the biggest frustration for me is that I just don't get any feeling for what Louisville's trying to do. Are we building for the future? Are we going to flip the roster? Are we, you know, trying to win now with veterans? I don't really know what yeah. is happening, you know? Because my feeling is, you know, Fabio has to, you know, has to be in there a little bit more. And I don't know what about, like I said, I, I just wonder about Hershey Miller. Is is he going to be able to make any impact on anything, you know, for, we're looking ahead or, you know, at the and Devin Reed, you know, can he yeah. make any impact? Because like I said, he, he got to find some way to get him in there a little bit more. I think, you know, looking ahead, you know. Yeah, and, you and, know, yeah, and especially with the season being what it is, like why not just play yeah. the young guys? I mean, get them out there. I mean, you're not playing for anything at this at this moment, right? The season's over. That's you're, true. You're not going to the tournament. You might as well get these guys out there, give them as much experience as possible. This is the future of your roster. I know everybody yeah. says we're going to flip the roster. Well, this is the future roster. Fabio Basile, Reed, and those guys. Let them play. Like, what's, yeah, what's gonna like I said, getting these players to stay because, you know, the way this transfer thing's going, you don't know who's going to be. Like I said, I know Mike James has had some really great moments. I hope he can stick around. But like I said, Mike James, if he yeah. – you know, he's going to look pro or look, you know, at someplace else. I wouldn't blame him. Or oh, I mean, and I guess you L. Ellis, he's probably going to be gone. L. Ellis, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the nil opportunities make everything so much different because now you have kids. You know, it used to be your only worry was is this guy going to go pro? But now you have the opportunity. Yeah. Like, what if Kansas says, Mike James, we want you to be the starting shooting guard at Kansas. And we're going to give you a million dollars to come here and be a two guard. Like if you're Mike James and you look at what the season's just been at U of L, that's got to be something you got to consider. So now it's not just will they jump to the NBA. Now it's will I go to a to team that needs a veteran presence? These guys love me. They're going to give me a lot of money. I know I'm going to win. That's, yeah. it's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I know Kansas. Like I said last Saturday night, Kansas looked awfully good. I could tell you that. And yeah. Mike James in there, he'd, he'd fit. Absolutely. You know, right now, you know. So, you know, yeah. so it's a lot of words. Now, Dave, before before we get you out of here, I do want to ask you, what did you think about, you know, kind of the thoughts of, um, uh, you know, that, that they came out with the story saying that maybe 500 next year is okay and maybe we're building for the tournament in another couple of years. Are you on that side of the conversation or, or, or do you think things need to be a little bit more expedient? Well, I'd like to see something – and I don't know how to, you know, how to really get this out if I'm getting it out right. Mm-hmm. But I'd want to see it where at least next year, you know, there's a good shot. Whatever, you know, whatever can work out, you yeah. know, and that that we could, that we could, uh, you know, at least, you know, play well enough to where it's 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 in it's in the uh, it's on in the, the discussion the that bubble. we are going to on the bubble maybe, yeah. you know, for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and you know, you know, get you know, get some wins that you know nobody expected. You know, you know, you like I know in uh, one of the Chris Mack teams that I can remember was that uh, was it you know went to Duke and Carly Jones and Matthew Hurt. Oh yeah, I mean that was something. Yes, we won sir. that game. It was, was, it, it was David Johnson was here. We yes, you know that, that, that he was had the team that missed the tournament. They were the first team out. Of the tournament yeah. that year, yeah, that was a great, yeah, that was a great year. But I mean, to go to Duke and win like that, yeah, you know, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean that that, that was something like because, that. I think I would even be okay with that if that was the way. Yeah, I, I would am, too. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Well, David, you got anything else for us this morning? Oh, I think that's going to be it, Rashawn. I probably you probably have to get on to some other things. I know you do, and <laughs> yes. glad to talk to you. Hey, well, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening. Keep listening. I listen. Look for you to talk to you again. Okay. 
All right. All yeah. Right. Thank you, sir. So, thank you so much. Yeah. Mm, bye-bye. There we go, David. And we're going to go right, right. This is a forwarded call. Oh, check us out. I'm answering Chris, it live on air. Okay. Or hang up to ignore. Sorry. I answered you live on air. Uh, wake up 502. This is Rashad. Who's on the line? This is a forwarded call. Oh, well, now they don't want to answer. Well, they, uh, well, call it call back. I don't know what happened with that. I didn't mean to answer them live on the air, but you know I'm producing everything else. Sometimes things get a little crazy. I know y'all out there laughing at me. Don't laugh at me. I know I'm I'm ridiculous, but call it. Give a call back five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. It was probably it's around ten o'clock. That's usually when when Jay has likes to grace us with his presence. So I feel like Jay was the dude on the line. But Haven, what 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 do you think about what uh, David said there? Like if if Louisville's on the bubble and they have a year like they had with Carly Jones, where they were they beat Duke twice that year. Um, they were right there on the bubble. Probably should have been in the tournament. Kind of got kind of got screwed by the selection committee. Would you be okay for that in year two under Kenny Payne? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that that have been perfect for the for this year. I mean, that's what, or next year should I say? Because I, I remember like coming to this season, you know, we both said that if Louisville wins ten to fifteen games, hey, Wayne, how you, doing, you know what? They they did their thing right, and, that, and that's what we're expecting. Ten to fifteen games, oh, hey, and on. then you next year game, we'll, we'll get the tournament games. So you know, if they could be a bubble team next year, especially after winning only three, maybe four games this year. Yes, I would take that. My bad, y'all. I didn't put my mic down either, so I know y'all heard me talking to Wayne all in the background. But, no, I agree with you. Like, if, if Louisville's in a situation where they're like that type of bubble, like, I don't want them, like, to where it's a question if they're on the bubble and, you know, they're going to be a mid-level NIT team. Like, that's not good enough. But if they're, like, the first team out – type of situation or second team out and they have one of those resumes that's arguably able to get in there um i'm okay with that like i I would be okay with that in year two because that's shown a market improvement from the three or four wins that they're going to have this year and and you're building towards something so i i definitely agree with you i think that's a lot better but we're going to go ahead and get right back to the wake up 502 bus line 502-384-1450 we got wayne on the line as y'all heard me talking to wayne on the phone wayne how are you doing this morning man i'm doing good sean i'm glad you took that took that uh at BP Medicine, know, man. You man. know, I, you know, I worry about when you do that. You know that. Don't you? <laughs> I know. I get so excited, Wayne, because you, you know it means something to me, brother. If you one thing you know about me, Wayne, is that I love me some Louisville basketball. So I get a little passionate from now and then. I know you're very passionate. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what you got for me this morning, brother? The, okay, I'm I'm gonna say it and and and, and give props to Haven. You know, you my guys. And then you know I'm always listening. Yes, sir. And this is this is what is going to happen. But there's going to be a complete revamp of the roster. Okay. And what's going and and the next thing that's going to happen is they're going to 500 is not that's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. That's I'm like you. That's not acceptable. Next year they will be in the tournament with a completely revamped um, roster. And and he he's he's gonna put the pedal to the metal, and the guys that don't want to be part of the program get out, get your head and go. You're not mm-hmm. you're, it's not gonna be any more of this coddling, uh, consoling. You're gonna you're gonna do what a coach does. If you it, it, it's it's kind of like the old when we played back in the day. It's my way or the highway. Yes, sir. And and I've seen I've seen some I've seen some good things. You know I'm like you. I don't sugarcoat it. I've seen some good things, 
but we need more of that. And 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 but the main thing that this team needs, they need an influx of talent. They got some talent. They're not devoid of talent, but they don't have enough to compete at the level that we're accustomed to. And that's that's what that's what's going to happen. Uh, I know they're they're working out on the rec- recruiting trail, and they're. It, and we don't know about all the players because they don't they don't speak on it. Right. But I can I can assure you, there's help on the way. And and then and, and I listen to all the all the, the the talking heads. Well, fine, fine, fine. The man's not going to be fired. But one thing, and he's not going to fail. And the reason why I say that is too much invested in him, too much by powerful people. He's not going to fail. Well, well, but let me ask you this, Wayne, because I, I, I have heard that and, and I understand that. But, like, my, my question is this. And the one thing that we came into this year, we understood that Louisville's roster was kind of, you know, was pretty incomplete and they had, uh, you know, guards were noticeably missing. Um, and everybody said that they needed to see that Kenny Payne could coach. And you could you needed to see, to see a team that was well coached and at least see that from them. Kenny Payne, in my personal opinion, hasn't shown any of his coaching chops this year. Um, like, do, is that something that, like, when you look at this team, do you think that this team has got appreciably better? Or, you know, to me, they seem like they're the same team they were in November that they are now. Like, I, I well, haven't seen much improvement. I've, I've, I've seen some, I, I've, in my honest opinion, I have seen some improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's more, um, I don't know, I don't want I I to call it negativity. Yeah. But, it's some lack. I'll say it that way. That's a, that's a good way to say it. I've seen a lot of lack, but I've seen some improvement as well. Yeah. And and, and you know, as far as, as as far as KP's coaching goes, uh, it's questionable. Yeah. And 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 you know, some of his decision decisions and choices, like my my thought on it, uh, and and well, Rob was at the end of the season, uh-huh. so I guess his family coming to his uh, to his mind. Uh, Ellis, we already knew he was a teaser too. Yes. He's not a point. Yes. You can't make him into a point, and, and and that's why you 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 play Fabio, play through the mistakes. He's a point, and and, yeah. and I forget the last game. I said I saw a lot of good things out here. Play him, Emmanuel and, and, and Corfor, the, the the new kid from NBA. Oh, I like him. Yeah. I like him. He's going he's gonna be very 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 good. I like it. I like, you know, everybody says the same thing in his energy. He's got that. But the thing that I like about him, he wants to learn. Yes. Hey, I tell you what, Wayne, he, he made a move in that second game, and he didn't hit the shot, but he hit a little pull-up mid-range jump shot. And that, and it looked, it looked good. Like, it didn't go in. It looked good. But right. It looked good. You know what I mean? Like, that's something you can build around, I think. Exactly. And then and another thing that I like, I like when he tore the rim down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, that, that's what you need. That's what you got to do. You, you know, it, it, and by the way, you don't take no prisoners. Absolutely. Either you, either you get out of my way, I'm going to run it. Well, he, you know, he played that stuff when he said those, those picks. I will run you over. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna run you over. He's get real out of physical. My way. When he sets them screens, he's real physical. I get worried about them offensive Absolutely. fouls, Wayne. I get a little worried about them offensive fouls. I know it. He he, he goes. He's he's got to tone it down. He's got to pick his battles. Yeah. But you, you you can't run over everybody. Although that's his, that's in his nature. Yes. And, and and but he's gonna he's gonna be very good uh, good for them. 
And I tell you one other thing. One other, one other thing too, Sean. Yes, sir. That that I like uh, in the the, the 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 Georgia Tech game. That wasn't the best of games, but the reason why I like it, and 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 I, I'm I'm a boy that to, to go with the celebration. Every well, so they were, yeah. But they did more than win a game. So you have to look at the whole picture. Okay. That was their first ACC win. Mm-hmm. That that they needed that. And then now they know, even though Georgia Tech wasn't the best team, they know they can win. And but the but the th- knowing and doing are two different things. And you what you have to do, you have to build on that. And and the, you know as far as record wise, we know the season is is garbage. But you can you can you can you can put a string of games together, and what that does that bodes well for the future. It gives you it gives you the mindset we can win. We will win. We're going to win. Okay. That, that's the that's the attitude you got to take. And 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 you know we, we we he told you from the beginning what it was going to be. That's why you know me. I I don't really get upset. I always look. I always look for the light. Yes. If you can win or two things, you can do. Either you're going to improve or you're not. And it, and then if you don't have any pride about yourself and you want to continue with this this these losses like that. That's an embarrassment, not only not only to yourself, but also for the school. And and I and, you know and I listen to all the talking heads. Well, fine, fine. And and I, and, and see, I, I like how stuff comes out. Anytime uh, one of these prominent coaches, if rules mentioned, you see what happens, don't you? Yeah. More money. Yeah. Well, they, they use they they use Louisville as a not a stepping uh, stone, but as a as a money farm. Oh yeah. And and the first one was. First one was Bruce Pearl, and I told people there are no high-profile coaches available. They can forget that notion. Whoever they go, it's going to be a. If they make the move, when they do to make the move, it's going to be a, 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 a top-class assistant. Because I don't know. I you know I, I look at it like you do. I don't see none. No no, no high-profile coach out there. But now that now that the cloud is lifted. There's no, there's really no excuse, nothing. You go out there, and do, you 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 beat the bushes. You do what you got to do. You do like everybody else. Dog eat dog. Quit playing with these people. Be be hardcore like like the rest of them. Like they dogged you. And 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 when you when you when you talk to these kids and you talk to their parents, make them tell you why not. You got the best arena in the coach. I mean, in in the in the in the country, you in a decent league. You got you got three NBA coaches. You they all won championships. No other no other uh, program has three championship coaches that all won rings. So why not? What what is it you want? You got NIL money. What, what do you want? That's what true. do you want? And make make them make them tell you no. And when they tell you no, you ask them why. See that's, that's you 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 know it's but it's the one with the No more no more uh, Mr. Nice Cat. Take the gloves off. Just start knocking people out. Make them tell you no. And 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 when you look at it, why? Yeah. Ain't nobody got nothing better here than Louisville. No, no, no team. Not even the kiddies. And and I, I gotta I gotta throw a jab, quick jab at them. Yes, sir. They gonna be in for a rude. They gonna be in for a rude awakening next year. And it's the same thing like when Slick was here. It's two things you ask these high these high profile kids. Can you guard anybody? Can you play defense? I don't care about you can score. 
if my old age, I can I can still put a, ba- a, a the ball in the basket. Yes, you sir. can too. That's nothing. And and they gonna find and when those kids when they get to college, they gonna see when they when they start getting abused and used, they gonna wonder why. When they were they were the man in high school, it's different in college. You got guys that are two or three years better than you. They don't care about about your reputation what you had in high school. Right. That means nothing. But but when they get there, they they gonna see. I'm not hating them. I like the you know I like the the talent. But when you get that kind of talent, you got to show results. Yeah. And and they're not gonna do it. Even with that team that's coming up next year, and people they're gonna be mad. They already calling for his head anyway. But I, I'm like this. I don't care if it's five five star talent or whoever it is. I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna trade experience for talent. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that because all those freshmen they 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 play as freshmen, even as the season goes on. Until I see, I, I, and I've said it before, I've not seen one team win the championship that starts three or four freshmen. Not one. I've not seen one, and it ain't gonna be one. They they revert back to high school, all of them, same thing. Yeah. But and, and then on football, the football front, yes, I'm. I'm I'm glad they got. I'm glad they got Brown. Brown was the right man for the job. It was, you know, it was a, uh, a matter of working things out. But see, the thing about Brown, he's from here, and see, all these other coaches, they use Louisville as a stepping stone. But Brown, he's not going to do that. He he, he he got ten or fifteen years or whatever. Yeah. He can stay as long as he wants to. Yeah. As long as he's going to get results, and he will. He's a good coach. Absolutely. He's an excellent coach. Absolutely. But Sean, you know. But Sean and you, 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 you and Haven, you, you know you my guys, man. I love you guys dearly. I haven't been, I haven't, I've been so tired of it. Today was the first day I had a chance to holler at y'all, man. No, man, I, I appreciate to, it, man. Oh, man kick me to the curb. Absolutely. Oh, it ain't like that. Hey, you know Jay you has know, birthdays coming up, Wayne. Jay, Jay has his birthday bash coming up, so we hope to see you out there, brother. It's I hope up. to, too. So, you know, uh, you know, my birthday's this month, too. Oh, is that right? Okay. Really? Well, there we <laughs> yeah, go. If, 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 if the Lord let me see it, I'll be 71. There we the 19th, go. The 19th, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Well, then you're going to yeah. definitely have to come out and party with us, man, on the, on the 25th. Yeah, now the things have settled down, I'm going to do that, man. Absolutely. And I can, I can, uh, I can come up uh, after. What, what, it's on. Uh, it's going it's to be on the 25th. It's going to be out there at uh, Jocks. It's gonna be out at Jocks. Oh, oh, yeah, I know where that yeah, is. Yeah, so so yeah, c- yeah. come on out, come on that, out, man. man. Come on out. There we, we go. We 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 owe, we owe it to ourselves. That's it. And, and, and do like this, and do like we used to say, have a glass of Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Hey, Wayne, thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thank man, you, see you soon. All right, now, <laughs> man, that, that that is Wayne. Hey, we are like. Way super late for a break. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead. We're going to hit this break. When we come back, Wayne talked about that football. We're going to definitely talk about Jeff Brown, the couple of commitments he got in there. Basketball's passing this city, people. Hey, we're going to live and learn one of these days. Right, we'll be back. Big X Sports Radio. Wake up 502.
up, wake up. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. This is Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, taking care of you. A little wayward son coming back. I, that, that, that's for all my Louisville fans. I know y'all tired, man. I know y'all tired. I know y'all wore out. It's going to be all right. We're going to be back on top one of these days. But before we go back to the phone lines, we got Jay uh, on the line. Going to get right to him. But I do want to get back to the Thornton's text line. Got a couple texts coming in, 502-414-1450. It's been jumping this morning, y'all. I, I ain't even been able to keep up. <laughs> um, Texter says, uh, oh, this is DD. Uh, DD says, um, when you are 3-19, and 19, nothing you say works. It all sounds bad, no matter what angle. I am – just happy that they did not let that bad Georgia Tech team beat them. I can't imagine the criticism given uh, what it has been this week anyway. I just can't wait until this season is over. Yeah, I think, that Didi, a lot of people are in that, that category. I think that's why that, that Wayward Son rejoin is, is perfect because I, 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 Louisville fans have gone through the ringer since 2015. And like I said, I know people want to try to – say that that's the reason why Kenny Payne's having a bad year. That's absolutely a lie. It's garbage. It's false. It's not true. Uh, but, you know, we're trying to reason our, ourselves to why we think it's going to get better because at the end of the day, all we want is to see Louisville basketball back. And I understand that, and I know that our fans, we have the you know some of the greatest fans ever. We definitely deserve it. We're passionate. We did not, you know – pay for any illicit happenings at Minority Hall. We did not go out to a hotel room uh, asking about paying for players. We did not do any of that. All we do is go out and support our team, uh, you know, love our team, and, you know, just try to be the best fan base we can be. Uh, we don't deserve it. We have gotten way too much of it, and I am hopeful that regardless of who is in charge and who makes the calls, that at some point we have something we can celebrate because we definitely deserve it. Um, I, I do want to go right back to the Thorns text line. One other text in. Uh, texter says, uh, when you look at a roster of four- and five-star players, you go after the elite players, knowing uh, you got four- and five-star players already. Uh, players, know, uh, play, uh, said players know players, and those that didn't come uh, maybe thought they wouldn't get the PT. Uh, player pride is not being displayed. Coach's fault, maybe. Um, I mean – that's always been the thing, right, is that, you know, do you want to go somewhere where there's already guys there? Um, and I think that is definitely part of it. But I think that um, with Louisville, there was definitely opportunity there, that there were guards, uh, guard opportunities there. I think that was definitely more of I only want to look at these two or three guards because at Louisville I feel like I should be able to get those two or three guards because of who I am. Uh, and I just think that was a miscalculation. The only thing that worries me is that same miscalculation that happened before this season happened again for 2023. Um, and, you know, when it happens once, that's just bad luck. When it happens twice, that starts to be a trend. And that's what has me worried for this year upcoming with the transfer portal is that we're going to once again uh, be too selective in the guys that we want to go after and we're going to get left holding the bag. Um, you know, but I we'll just have to see. That's a wait and see. We won't know until it happens. But I tell you what, we're gonna go right back to the uh wake up five oh two buzz line, five oh two, three eight four, fourteen fifty. We got Jay Haz on the line. Uh Jay, how you doing this morning, brother? Morning, fellas, how you doing? Doing all right, doing all right, man. What you got for me this morning? Man, you know, I got a whole lot of things. I'm just gonna get to just just real quick, uh, Rashawn. It's just that uh we talked so many times about this Kenny Payne, this little basketball program, and Haven, good morning to you as well, too, Haven Harrington. Um, we all know that Kenny needs to go with Myra. Uh, we just talking about giving him another chance, another year. 
we, we don't want to keep hearing about the coach. We don't keep hearing about the structure of the program. That program has been implemented 1,500 years ago. That program is a five-star program. There ain't be no talking about a bunch of mess. I need for this man to be out of there as the head coach of the University of Louisville. We should not be, you know, 2-19 or 3-19 late in the season of, of this season right here. That's, that's, that's unheard of. It's crazy. But anyway, I'm going to get you some good things just around the corner on uh, February 25th. is the JS Celebrity Party, my birthday. I got some of my best friends uh, that's coming to town. I got some old radio guys will be there. And, uh, oh, yeah. And I'm going to i got some uh, some good friends, man, you know, in, in that radio area, man. It's all been a blessing to me. But wait till you hear this commercial. It's going to be going down before this weekend. Uh, I got a, a I got a bad person that's on that commercial, man. But uh, oh, Jay, you got you got some some secrets, huh? Man, you gonna hear a voice, man? I'm believing voice. Yes, uh, sometimes man, you just gotta have faith with other friends, man, that uh, support what you do and have the passion of like what you do as well too, Rashawn and Haven. That's what it's all about, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely. That's why the five oh that's that's why the five oh two units gonna be doing the uh, sports show live before the big Shabane bang at nine o'clock that night. Yeah. And uh, Luke Hancock is gonna be on board to hang out with you guys and I think uh um I haven't got confirmation on that yet, but I'm going to wait on that until Monday. Get another UK player that's going to uh, go out of head to head with the great one, Rashawn Myers. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you know, I've heard a few people got, yeah. got, got me on the radar. They want to go one on one. You know, I'm always ready, but Jay, I'll, I'll stay ready. So we got to get ready. You, you, you know, I'm the greatest one of all time to rock. <laughs> I love Jerry the King Lotto, but I'm the rock. It doesn't matter what you, doesn't matter what you say. <laughs> but, uh, Sean, man, had a beautiful night last night, man, at the uh, uh, Black uh, Jockey Lounge. It was a beautiful evening, man. Okay. And, uh, it was amazing, though. But, man, I'm just excited about this birthday. I'm going to let you go. The reason that I'm so excited about this birthday is, man, is that we did have a little drought, and, and friends and family, man, have died around us. And yes. I'm going to bring everybody out who's alive to be a part of my celebration on February 25th. You know, friends I haven't seen in 50 years or whatever. Yes, sir. To collaborate, collaborate and enjoy one another, man, and laugh and meet other people you never met before or you heard of or whatever. This is what this celebration is all about. It's about the people. Of course, it's about me, but it's about my good friends in so many areas to come together and show their love, man, and appreciate for one another. Absolutely. I'm all about it. I cannot wait. It's going to go down. It's going to be, there's always a lot of twists and turns and, and you know, no yeah, folks that come it. out. So I, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. It's going down. There's a bunch of twists and, there's a bunch of twists and turns in this party, though, but I'm <laughs> excited. Hey, Marge, are you hanging out later on this evening? Yeah, I mean, tonight? Well, you know, as a man of the city, Jay, you know, I'm always trying to get out and about and, you know, <laughs> to see what's happening with the people. <laughs> okay, Haven Harrington, man, it's always appreciative of Haven Harrington, number one sports show, 502 in the building. Hey, appreciate it, Jay. Have a hey, good thanks, one, Jay. <laughs> oh, Jay is hilarious, man. Yeah, the birthday bash is coming. He's very excited. This has been the first birthday bash that Jay's put on since uh, COVID. You know, the things y'all don't know is that, uh, um, 
You know, he, Jay has does this party every year, but since the COVID shutdown, he hadn't really done anything. So I've been hearing about this birthday bash at Haven a thousand times. So <laughs> I'm I'm very interested to see what what goes down. But I appreciate the call, Jay. Uh, but but Haven, uh, as we were chatting about, um, and, and I do want to say just the, the the one thing that that Jay did say that um, I do find it interesting. You know, he said he's tired of hearing about culture, and you know, I, I, I they talked a lot about Kenny saying that he wants to build that culture but my question is this you you know we have people you know that say that this thing is going to turn around saying well Kenny's trying to build the culture but then they're also saying that Kenny needs to get rid of all these players they all suck they can't play well either you're trying to build culture and you're going to keep the players around that you're building that culture in or you turn over the roster and culture doesn't matter because you're not going to have any of these players here anyway like which is it? Like you can't have both. So either we're gonna have the same guys coming back, and you're gonna build into that culture, or the players aren't good enough, and we're gonna get players in here that can. So I, I that that's another one of those things where kind of well, you know Johnny two sides in it. So I, I just I don't Johnny know. two sides in it. You know what I'm saying? That's you, the first time I heard that one before. You know, it just you, you're trying to talk out both sides of your mouth. You know what I mean? It's like you can't can't be both. Either you're trying to build culture or it, culture doesn't matter because these players suck and they're going to be out of here. I just, I, you know, I, we shall see. We shall see. That, that's one of them Bob Valvano-isms. Uh, back to the Thorns text line. Uh, Texter says, Huntley Hatfield showing shades of Malik Williams and his foot issue. I, I, <laughs> what do you think about this? Like, I know I talked about it a little bit with David earlier on with this whole Huntley Hatfield thing. Like, the, this whole foot and I put put in, in quotation marks, this whole foot issue with Huntley Hatfield has been suspect from the beginning. Like he's been in this walking boot, doesn't really seem to have a limp, didn't get hurt in a game from what we could find or understand. Kenny Payne has been very coy about what he said about this, saying that he's day he's been day to day for three weeks, saying he's not really sure when he heard it. And he just hopes he's going to be back soon. Like, I said it kind of feels like that whole Shade and Sharp thing. Like, what do you think about that? I mean, let's be honest, right? <laughs> he couldn't get any clock where he was before. So he comes here. He he completely underachieved. Was Auburn he went to first? Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. He completely underachieved at Tennessee. Could never make the court. Comes here, probably thinks he's going to start, which he does. Yeah, he's averaging seven points and six rebounds. So, and by about fifteen turnovers a game. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so I mean, he's just. He's, it feels he's like he's a he, tall, long guy. He's probably thinking to himself, "I, I can you go know to what? the combine. I can go to combine. My measurables will be enough, right, to at least get me drafted in the first two rounds." Because I, everybody knows, the NBA just drafts off of a potential. Yes, and on actually like what you do. So I can get drafted on potential because I'm long. I got long arms. I can jump. I got all the measurables. I just have like zero motors. So somebody yeah, take he, me. I mean, he looks good. He can shoot the ball. He can shoot. The, he can hit jump shots. You know, I heard that. You know, when he was doing individual instruction, he'll go all the way around three point line hitting jump shots. And it's six ten. Hold up. You know. Hold up. Like, what does that do in the game? Well, I mean, that's. <laughs> that that's the question. Like, I mean, you know, I, that, that's the whole thing, right? Like, I I don't I don't know, but you know, like I feel like we see this sometimes. You know, where you have kids that have a great bit of hype and you know come out as consensus five star. This kid was rated the number three overall prospect in the twenty twenty one class, Haven. 
So you're talking about a dude that was a the, one of the top of the top players coming out. So, you know, when he comes in, everybody's telling him you're a one and done and you're going to be a lottery pick. And, you know, you go with Tennessee, and like you said, it doesn't work out. Then you come to Louisville to try to go to Kenny Payne, who promises to be able to, you know, make you a pro and get you to the next level, and that doesn't really stick. Like, this is another one of those things that is a is a red flag to me, not only about the kid, but about, you know, everything that's going on with this coach staff because this is a kid that literally – this is what you wanted, right, for Kenny Payne to bring in the five-star guys because the five-star guys were going to believe that – Kenny's going to get him ready to the next level. So now you got your top five-star guy, and now he doesn't even want to come to the court because it seems like Louisville's doing more to hurt his stock than help it. Maybe he'll go to the next level. I mean, who knows? I mean, that, but that's that's that, mean, that's a concern. I, but but yeah, who knows? And at this point, it doesn't really matter. It's a, yeah. I mean, I mean the team's going to play without him or with him. They're exactly the same dudes. Yeah. Well, what's and, you, and you're going to get exactly I, the same results. Well, the thing that I'm worried about is mo- not necessarily more for this year, but – like, what does that say to potential players moving forward? Because they're going to be like, well, who have you had so far? Well, I did have Brandon Hatfield, but he hasn't played since the 11th of November, uh, January dude, and don't want to play no more. You know, like. The 3-19. and 19. It's a sales job. Like that, that, that's dude, a, t- time out. Time but, see, out. Yeah, but see, you're talking about this year. I'm talking about for next year. That's I'm what I'm talking about. about that's what selling. I'm talking about. No, no, I'm talking about next year. We're selling kids, man. Look, I'm 3-19. and 19. We look like trash. It doesn't matter if, if Hatfield doesn't play or not. No. What you're selling is NIL money and playing time. That's it. That's all you got. <laughs> NIL money and playing time, and you can play in the best arena in college basketball and half NBA. That's what you're selling. Come out here for about four or 5,000 fans. So we need to find them Carmelo Anthony's. Them dudes is like, you know what? You got the money. I got the show. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? There'll be a ton of guys who'll be like, yeah, you know what? I'll take a meal. You know, I'll replace – if L. Ellis leaves, I'll replace L. Ellis. I mean, if he's going to let me score as many points as I want, yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a lot of top flight scorers to be like, I could put up between five a game. Well, that's one thing that Bobby V always says. He says that players that are coming in that you're trying to recruit I always believe they're going to be the one that turns it around. Yeah. So. I mean, and you got plenty of playing time. Yeah. I'm three and nineteen. I got playing time. <laughs> I got as much playing time as you want. Matter of fact, Ellis plays every minute of every game. My half the dudes on this roster play every minute of every game. Yeah, yeah, not so, right. So you only get at least thirty minutes a game. But my hope is that that sale job is for the top dudes in the transfer portal, not the mid level. This will be every dude in the transfer portal. I mean, all, all I'm saying dudes. is, is that if you the top guys. You talk, you are, you know, everybody's going to be offering playing time. So if you're trying to compare playing time at Kansas to playing time at Louisville, what you taking? I'm taking playing time at Louisville over Kansas. Yes, really? You know, Why yeah. so? Because playing time at Kansas maybe five, six, seven minutes. No, I'm talking about starting. The top players in the portal are not playing five, six, seven. Oh, minutes. I just want this everybody. Guys, oh. No, I'm talking about the elite guys. I'm still coming to Louisville. You know, the Baylor Shiremans. I'm still coming to Louisville. You know why? Tyrese Hunters, why is that? Because I know that you cannot out-recruit me if I'm a top guy. Yeah. I will not be recruited over. And I'm guaranteed to play 35 minutes a game. At least, I mean, all the, all the guys. Not, if you're talking about the top ten transfer I would guys, not, all those guys are no, starters. I would, yeah, they're starters. But I'm playing you know, 35, 40 minutes a game. I'm playing every minute of the game. I'm not getting a hook because you got nobody to hook me to. 
It's just me. I don't know. You you got more faith than I do. I, I still think it's going to be a tough sell for the Of course it's going to be a tough sell. You're 319 and nobody. I mean, I uh, Yes, it's a we'll horrible see. sale. We shall see. But you know who can sell it? You know who can sell it? Who can sell it? Jeff Brom. <laughs> I'm switching topics. <laughs> Jeff Brom can Jeff, sell it. Jeff Brom can absolutely sell it. He sell it. You know what? The, 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 uh, the second signing period came and went on Wednesday. Um, well, it's still going on, but it started on Wednesday. Um, and the two guys that, that Jeff Brom targeted, uh, you know, we knew that Kendrick Duncan was a young man that, that Jeff Brom had at Purdue committed. And the question was, you know, Kendrick Duncan or Wu Spencer? Kendrick Duncan or Wu Spencer? Well, Kendrick Duncan decided he wanted to take his talents to Lexington, which, you know, we all make choice in this world. But Wu Spencer, uh, you know, New Albany uh, Bulldog, formerly a, a male Bulldog, so he went from one set of Bulldogs to the other. Um, you know, Wu Spencer, four-star defensive tackle, uh, decided he wanted to commit to the University of Louisville. So now Louisville does have the trio of elite male high school pass rushers from and their they elite beat squad out Kentucky years ago. Because uh, Wu Spencer was yeah. a definite, definite Kentucky lean. And yeah. if Satterfield was here, he would have gone to Kentucky. Like He, he would not have come to University of Louisville, but at the last minute, that hard charge for last month, it paid off. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and Jeff, Jeff flipped him. Jeff now has a tremendous class. He was able to hold the vast majority of Flyville 23 together. So I mean, it's huge. And, and, and we're and, talking and about add what? to it. The, uh, to understand that the, 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 the spots where it was the most important was – Defense. In the trenches. In yeah. the trenches. In the trenches line, defense, yeah. You got Joe Crocker, 6'6", 315, offensive tackle. Wu Spencer, 6'5", you know, 275, 300-pound uh, D lineman. Like, that's that's where games are won. Now, I know that Louisville's still in the market for a tight end. Um, that There was a young man, a, a tight end that he had committed at um, Purdue that, you know, the question was, you know, may he – uh, end up coming to Louisville as well. I know Louisville did get Jamari Johnson, but they still need one more tight end. We'll have to see if that young man does decide to commit to Louisville or if he sticks with his Purdue commitment. There's also uh, some guys that uh, Brom said he wants to bring in via the transfer portal as well. So he said he still has plenty of spots. So, yeah, Brom ain't playing games. That's the one thing I know is that Jeff Brom is definitely not playing games. He's trying to trying to make this thing happen and get this thing cracking so we're gonna see what happens but i tell you what haven let's go ahead we're gonna hit this this last break of the day since we took we went along with uh wayne on the last one so we're gonna take a quick commercial break when we come back i'm gonna ask uh haven's thoughts on the nfc afc championship game and also his thoughts on the whole donovan mitchell kerfuffle and everything that happened uh with dylan brooks on the other night you are listening to wake up 502 rashawn myers haven harrington we'll be back on 96 one the big x
<laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. Rashad Myers, Haven Harrington, be enjoying. So speaking of dropping bombs on you, we have a special guest on the line. First of all, sir, you know the, the, the rules of radio. Turn your radio down. Turn your radio down. Of course, of course. <laughs> we got Mr. Guillermo Suave on the line. Mr. How you doing, Billy? Doing good, man. I ain't no rookie. You ain't got to tell me turn my radio down. <laughs> nah, listen. Listen, fellas. First time, long time. But, uh, but no, seriously, man. Uh, like I was telling Rock, man, I very seldom up and, and, and available this time of the morning. But uh, it was a pleasure being able to tune in and check y'all out. And uh, I said, man, I got, I got to call in and give these guys a piece of my mind. See what they get, what they got going on this morning. Absolutely. But no, man, listen. Love everything I talked about this morning. Just want to remind the folks. I remember when y'all were on that four-letter network. There was a guy on y'all station, on y'all show, that said something along the lines of that everybody who was calling for the firing of Tom Jurich and the legend that is Rick Pitino yes. were, and I quote, ungrateful bastards. That's what he called them. And I'm not, you know, I, and, and I said, y'all, y'all, no, I, I, I said, I did not. He said, y'all going to regret this. Yeah. Y'all going to regret it. Yeah. I think that dude was right. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying, I think that dude was right. That's all I'm saying, because right now, things are looking kind of funny in the light. Now, let me say this. My man, King Payne, is fam. One hundred percent. Well, when I saw him in that very first game against Bellman, and that camera panned over, and I saw his facial expression, I said, "This dude has no idea what he's doing," <laughs> because he didn't. You can see it in a person's face when they know what's going on. They should have hired Mark Jackson when they had a chance. They're gonna. I said they were gonna regret that. That was back when we were on that other four-letter station. Listen, why why does Louisville keep wanting to to be? Like a stepping stone. This whole entire city is a second class city. That's what we keep acting like. Like we don't deserve first class stuff. And I don't understand it. I just don't get it. People, they, they, they just feel like we always have to take the lower rung of everything that's available instead of going after the top tier candidates for everything and just for and also for all that this city is about. What's going on with that, fellas? I need to hear about that. Why do we? Why do we not want the best of the best? We were the top earning basketball program in the entire country for several years running. Why would we not want to go after the best possible coaching candidate that we could find? Y'all, y'all got y'all got some explaining to do, fellas. I need to hear something. I need to know what is this all about? Why does Louisville feel like we don't deserve the best of the best? Why is that? When every other city in the tri-state area. It's just booming and doing the best of everything. They're going after any and everything that's available, and they want the best of it. And Louisville just wants to settle for less. What's that about, fellas? Y'all need to tell me something. Dude, we got Jeff Brown. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I wasn't going to get started on him because I really have no ammunition towards that guy. <laughs> I, I don't think he was the best pick. I don't. I, I swear I don't. But he hasn't given me a reason yet to say, you know, that he has a, he, he didn't deserve a job. So I, I, I'll, I'll leave that where it is. With the fact that Cincinnati paid 
they give it a Scott. They give it a Scott to take Scott Saffer off her hands. Was was awesome. That see that's well. I mean, about the basketball man, I have no idea. You know, no idea. This, this the people none. fought for this tie. The people oh, fought for the tie. Tooth and nail for months. Yes, indeed. For months on end, I've heard about that he's the greatest recruiter on the man. The Kenny Payne won those games in Kentucky. And found out. Well, where's this worldwide West dude y'all told me about? Uh, hey, where's this dude on the bench? We, oh, he, he was he was on the bench for Kentucky. He, yeah. he was helping Kentucky recruit up in New Jersey a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't even come. He didn't even come with Kenny Payne. What is this all about? <laughs> in fact, Kenny Payne was hugging it up with Coach Calipari last night down in uh, you know, so, so, so somewhere down in Kentucky. Uh, he was hugging up with Calipari and the Kentucky coaching staff, watching DJ Wagner play. So wow. <laughs> What, dude, y'all joking, right? No, no. I am honest. Dead that serious. happened last night. DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw, the two players that Calipari stole from Kenny Payne, he was down there watching them play, hugging up Calipari, sitting with him watching them play. Wow. <laughs> wow, we wow. This is this, the world. Uh, hey, fellas. <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all uh, I don't know. How, how y'all, how, what, what, what's, the, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a speechless. I'm hey, very, I'm I, speechless. Hey, Will, uh, Will, I'm going to tell you like this, man. Like, I will say, and you talked about the fact that everybody was celebrating. I, I said the fact that everybody is celebrating a coaching hire last year, that literally no other Power 5 team wanted to offer a job, and then giving him a $10 million buyout on top of that for somebody who was completely wow. unproven was a question mark to me. And I said, I hope it works out, and I hope it works for the best. Hopefully he can recruit as well as he says because, you know, recruiting is never a guarantee. And unfortunately, we're, uh, you know, almost a year into this thing, and it's turning out to look a lot like we talked about and discussed on the show. You know, so all I can hope for is that he can turn it around because, unfortunately, especially with that buyout being what it is, I think Louisville's going to bring him back. I think they're going to try to sell it as it was everybody's fault. But you know, Will, you know what it sounds like? All the same sales job that they did for Steve Cragthorpe in Cragthorpe's first year. Remember how they tried to put everything on Bobby Petrino and say that Bobby, yes, you know, Bobby destroyed these kids and, and Bobby wasn't running an upright program and it's all Bobby's fault, the reason that Steve Cragthorpe is losing? It sounds a whole lot. Like lot like that, trying to excuse away Kenny Payne's first year. Honestly, I agree. I completely agree. Now, for for anybody listening in right now, especially if if we got any any of the higher ups at U of L listening in, this is what I told everybody. Of course, they listen. Why Everybody's the Mark? Yeah, yeah, of course. So <laughs> this is why about the Mark Jackson potential hire. I said we're going from look at look at where we were at with Stripper Gate, right? Yeah. Mark Jackson, an ordained minister, right? Yeah, bringing him in. Could you imagine? The first of all, former Golden State, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Warriors head coach, NBA coach. That, of the year. that says it all. A- a- NBA coach of the year yeah. here as an ordained minister, doing guest uh, sermons throughout the city, and his players on Sunday morning. We go from stripper gate to his players walking out of their dorm on Sunday mornings in suits and ties, saying, "I'm going to listen to my coach give the word this morning." My coach. Do you know what type of a 180 that would have been him for this? An immediate 180. The attention, first of all, Brent, the minute he got here, all of the attention of all of the attention towards all of the negativity that had been going on would have been wiped away immediately because the talk would have turned. And y'all know how it is in this in this uh, sports world. The news, uh, the cycle. The minute there's a new story, the old story is just that an old story. Nobody's talking about it anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah. The image that would have come along with bringing him here, not just the fact that he's an excellent coach, not just the fact that, that he has ties to the NBA like nobody could imagine. Could you imagine the type of star-studded uh, tennis we would have had at UofL once he started winning? Dude, I'm done. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. yeah. But we went with Chris Mack. <laughs> Y'all had to back me off of Chris Mack. Y'all said, Billy, listen, you can, you, can give him, you can give him a little heat, yeah. but he's a friend of the show, man. We're going to get uninvited. Un- un- you yeah. keep on going so hard. Yeah. I was like, dude, I, I, never, I never heard his name before, and that's just me being honest, because y'all know I'm not in the college like that. Yeah. I never heard his name before the day that they announced his hiring. Y'all had to bring me down to earth. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, Tell and- me something, Haven. Haven, talk to me, baby. What, what, what is this? Hey, this is madness. This is complete complete and utter madness, man. Watch everybody just contort themselves into all these horrible positions to prop up what is obviously a failure. I mean, this is a complete failed first year. Complete and utter failure. Dude, Danny Manning's hire was a big deal for me. What is that that turning into for? Is that materializing in any way? What is that? Come on, y'all. Y'all got to give me more than this, man. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all got to give me more. I need more, fellas. What are we doing? So what do y'all think about the Jeff Brown hire? Y'all think that's going to really be something serious and be something for us? Yeah, hey, I tell you what. Like, I, I love the hire. Jeff Brown is a, is a proven guy. The thing about the what Louisville did with hiring Jeff Brown, look, look at it like this. Jeff Brown was one of the guys that was seen as one of the up-and-coming coaches already coaching in the Big Ten. He took Purdue from a team that had zero wins the year that he, the first year he got there, took them to a bowl in his first game. He took uh, Purdue from the previous 10 years from the lowest, had the lowest winning percentage of any Power 5 team in college football and took them to bowl games in, I believe, four of the five years that he was at Purdue. So Purdue does not have nearly the resources um, they don't have near the facilities, and they play in a much more difficult league than what Louisville does currently playing in the ACC. The fact that Jeff Brom is from Louisville, played at Louisville, um, and has already shown himself to be a great head coach, I think that's the biggest difference and divergence from the whole Kenny Payne situation because nobody knew if Kenny Payne could coach. So it was a complete wild card and toss-up, whereas Jeff Brom has already, what, three wins over number one teams or top two teams? Yes. He was 3-0 and this year until he finally lost in the Big Ten championship game this year uh, to Michigan. He had been undefeated versus top two teams in the Big Ten. Um, so, I mean, he's a guy who has a lot of a potential. He has a lot of ability, Will. He brought in um, a lot of guys with him from Purdue, and he held on to this Louisville recruiting class that's going to end up being the best in the history of the school. So, I mean, he's got a lot of talent there, man. I, I think he's a good hire. I really do. What you think, Hayes? Because I, I got, I got a, a heck of a comeback, but I, I'm just, I need to hear what y'all got to say. What you think, Hayes? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this. So, he got to the Big Ten Championship with an 8-4 and four record. And he did that with a walk-on quarterback, a walk-on running back, and a transfer wide, rec- wide receiver. And a transfer wide receiver from Iowa that caught like 13 passes last year for 300 yards and had like 1,300 yards this year. So, like, Brahms' like, offensive acumen is he's one of the best offensive minds probably in college football what what had me worried was like what kind of defense like would we expect? Because a lot of times, you know, Purdue could score points, they just couldn't stop anybody else from scoring. 
Now, some of that was some of that was a function of talent, right? Because you're Purdue, which was like the worst. But you know, Purdue and Indiana, like the two worst Big Ten yeah. teams. They, they out don't there. recruit well at all, and, and yeah, they don't recruit well. And there's not a lot of guys. There's not a lot of talent around them to recruit. So, coming to a program like Louisville, he's he's, he's going to have access to a lot more talent. Uh, he, he brought back Ron English, the defensive coordinator. He was here before. He's a pretty decent DC. So I was um, kind of excited about that. Uh, and it, but the big thing is he can put up a ton of points. Yeah, and he's put up points everywhere. Now he has the talent to really, really put up those points. And ACC is is, is still down. So I, I expect Brown to be in, to average anywhere between eight to ten wins a season. Got yeah. you, got you. So here, here, here's my comeback to all of that. And okay. First, let me say I hope that everything y'all saying pans out because I never, I don't, I don't really get. You know what I'm saying? In fact, I, but I'm just the person who. Or what are we here for? That's what I have. What are we here to do? Are we here to win a nice bowl game, or are we here to go out for the championship? Because when I watched that Final Four, or the college champion, uh, uh, not the championship, but the, what do they call it, the um, playoffs. Yeah, the college football playoffs. I don't, see, I don't see Louisville being able to compete on that level out of those four teams. Out of the eight, what are they moving it to, eight now? Oh, what, no, they're, the, they're I don't know when. 12. They're moving it to 12 teams. 12. Yeah. Okay, 12 teams. And what I don't see, yeah, they have a plan, and then they have the eight. Yes, correct. So, what I don't see Louisville playing at that caliber, or having that caliber of talent, or that caliber of offense and defense. And, I, and, my, and in my mind, if we don't, then we're not succeeding. If we don't have the people on that field, from the coaching staff to the players, to play at that level, then we're wasting our time. Because if all we want is a good, bold, and cool, that's that second-class mentality that I keep talking about. We just want to have a showing. But if we're wanting to win and compete, win, compete and win a championship, championship in football and basketball, we're missing the mark. Well, I mean, that's my only comeback. Yeah, well, that's the question, and and I think that at least towards that end, you have to look at the fact that, as I said, Louisville's bringing in their highest rated recruiting class ever. They had you know seven to nine four-star athletes where Louisville had never had more than three or four four-star kids ever come in in a single class. So they more than doubled that in this recruiting class. And for next year, Will, they already have signed or at least gotten commitments from the number one rated linebacker in the class of 2024. A five-star kid named TJ Capers out of Miami is the best linebacker in his recruiting class. So, I mean – Jeff's off to a good start, you know. I mean, that that's the whole thing. When you talk about the talent, that's the type. Louisville's never signed. Uh, the only other five-star kid they've ever signed was Michael Bush. And, you know, of course, we know why we got Michael Bush. He's from Louisville. Um, you know, so to be able to get the number one player at his position out of Miami, like, that's huge. I'm liking it. I like what I'm hearing. I, and, again, I hope that that – I want, I want to be celebrating – a championship in the next, you know, three or four or five years. I would love yeah, it. We know, I we, think, because I think we deserve it. We deserve it. Well, you know, the, the good thing is, like, once they expand the playoffs, right, then it's all we got to do literally is make it to the ACC playoff game, and we're most likely going to be in. You know, I mean. Got you. Like, we'll be in the playoffs. Then once we're in, anything can happen. Like, look at TCU. I mean, TCU is a school that kind of they really rebuilt their roster using the portal, getting a lot of transfer guys in over the last couple of years. And that's how they're able to make their playoff run this year and make it to the championship game. Um, I don't see why we can't follow that model and do the same thing. 
And you know, and one of the events we have is like, like you're, you know what, you are a West Kentucky alumnus, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> you re- you remember the type of offensives that Jeff was putting up when he was the head coach at WKU? When you guys averaged like literally like fifty points a game. Yeah, I do remember. So do. imagine what he can do a little bit with access to more talent, with a lot more talent. Yeah, because Purdue. There's no Florida guys coming in, right? Now we can get those Florida I Alabama I mean, this man dudes. beat Ohio State with, like, walk-ons and three- and two-star kids. He beat Ohio State, literally. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and let me be honest and say, I feel like there was a, a shot at Western Kentucky folded in there somewhere. What I got to say is it felt that way. I'm just saying. <laughs> And I'm used to it. It's all good. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? It's what it is. But, uh, but no, I, I, I honestly do. I, I do think that Jeff Brom, because of his innovative offense, because of his mind, his ability to game plan, with the uh, facilities at Louisville and the um, access to better players, the hope is is that, you know, in a one-game sample size, he can put together a game plan that can get uh, Alabama on their heels, that can get a, uh, you know, um, Clemson on their heels that can get these top, you know, the Georges on their heels. You know, we played Georgia in two years. Louisville yeah, has yeah. a game coming up versus Georgia. So we'll see. But, I no, I, I would say this hire of Jeff Brom and the, the hire of Kenny Payne are two completely different stratospheres. So Yeah, yeah, but let me, let me say something to bring some hope back to the, the basketball fan base. Yes, sir. Because we still – it looks like we might be trending. You know what I'm saying? On the court. Like the, the game of the night looked good. Let's say that, yeah. and we know that something as simple as the 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 the, the attitude and, and, and that, that, that 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 spark can change the complete dynamics of a team. We know that absolutely. So, how do you all feel about Louisville making a showing in this ACC tournament? I had to see it to believe it, Will. I got, like I said, a lot, a, lot, a lot of that game the other night, man, had to do with luck more than anything else. I mean, honestly, like Louisville's luck factor, or luck percentage was well up there for them to get that win. So I got to see it. They got another, you know, winnable game today at home, 2 o'clock versus yeah. Florida State. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But, Will, I definitely appreciate the call in this morning, brother. I know no we're problem at all. It, man, but thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, fellas. Hey. If they win that ACC tournament, we oh, in the, we in the big game. Yes, <laughs> First time in history, a team uh, with five wins. This is <laughs> hey, that'd be crazy. Bro. Hey, man. This felt good, fellas. Hey. Enjoyed it, man. Thank y'all for having me on. I appreciate it, brother. Have a good one now. Hey, there we go. William Wright, man. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a flashback to the old days of Main Event Sports Show. Hey, I love it. Oh, I love it, man. You can't beat that, Doc. You can't beat that. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate everybody. It was a, it, it was jumping this morning. I really appreciate everybody being a part of it, being a part of you know calls, texts. Uh, this is Wake Up 502 for Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington. Uh, shout out to Joe Kelly. Uh, we'll be back next week. This is Big Exports Radio. Yeah.